This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Yellow Home Podcast. Pulse 95. Yellow Home. With Andrew Scofield. Big House. Music's greatest songs. Greatest songs. Worth covering. Original classic hit makers. Are you ready, Hass? Already. You ready? Let's do it. It's the Pet Shop Boys, and I'm sure even if you weren't around in the 80s, and let's face it, we're going back, 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 back to the 80s, you will know this song. And you may even know the Pet Shop Boys. Let me tell you about them. Um, We have actually covered the song they did with Dusty Springfield uh, in the Music Greats, but what I did was I concentrated more on Dusty and the angle of them getting her back. Lovely, lovely story. So, so that you know, just to recap, um, the first chapter of the Pet Shop Boys on the Music Greats Um, They had this song, Forever and Ever, um, What Have I Done to Deserve This? And they wanted uh, Dusty Springfield to perform on it. Um, Nobody could find at the time, this is the late 80s, Dusty Springfield. She was gone. Um, She's had, she's one of those artists that actually um, the mad business had caught her and all the good things that you get offered when you're in the music industry and as an actor and as an A-lister and all those things had got to her um, and she'd gone down that slippery slope. So she was found eventually, but it took two years. The management and their record label put every other singer in front of them for what have I done to deserve this, including like Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston. Um, They threw the the book at it. They were like, there are so many big iconic singers. And they were like, no, we want Dusty Springfield. And they would not do it. And then one day, Dusty Springfield's manager finally rang them and went um, we hear you're you're looking for Dusty and they were like yeah and this is the song we want her for she flew to wow. England they were told she couldn't sing anymore they were told that she was difficult to work with blah 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 they turned around and said none of it was true she was absolutely immense and it started a friendship between them that went on for a good decade it's like 10 years plus um, she then it resurged her career and she then released um a song called In Private, which was produced by them. So that's the story of them resurrecting Dusty Springfield's career, but that's not what we're talking about today. Pet Shop Boys were so around in the 90s. I mean, they're part of my history. Like, I feel they're, they're oh, part yeah. of me growing up. Um, really, really interesting stories. So you've got you've got two two of them. They're, they're classed as an English synth-pop duo. It just doesn't really do them justice, for me anyway. Mm. You've got Neil Tennant, and Chris Lowe. Now, Neil Tennant at the time was the editor, deputy editor of Smash Hits magazine. What? What? In the 80s. Yeah. Do you remember what? Smash Hits yeah, and of all course. that jazz? Yeah, right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, very clever guy. Um, he's in a uh, music shop in the back of Chelsea. Okay. And he's buying a synthesizer. Nice. And this guy next to him is like, oh, you're going to go with this particular Brandon, model, yeah. um, whatever it was. And uh, it started up a conversation. That guy turned out to be Chris Lowe. You're kidding. So Neil and Chris had a chat in the shop. They exchanged numbers, realized that they were into all the same music. Um, Chris, Chris knew this. And that's how they began. Then they went over to Neil Tennant's flat in Chelsea. And that says a lot. Oh, you, to have a flat in Chelsea, you got to have money, baby. Really? So, uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Chelsea, yeah. Kings Road, darling. Chelsea, uh, okay. Chelsea. And, um, and so they, they went to his flat there and they started writing songs together. They both wrote the song that I'm going to play, which is It's a Sin. You've got two songs that they had smashes with. And I mean proper smash the planet number one in every country going kind of a thing. It's West End Girls um, yeah. and this one, It's a Sin. What's your favorite out of them? It's West End? Uh, 
I, I suppose this one. Mm. I remember this my like mum loving it. This is an anthem. Um, my mum loved it. Mum yeah. absolutely loved this. Now, the story behind the song. Do you want the story behind oh, the song? Yeah. Okay. Or, or do you want the story of the Pet Shop Boys first? Which Pet Shop Boys. All right. Definitely. Let's continue with the boys. Mm. So they start doing, um, they start making music. And then it's just a really funny way that it, that it all sort of happened. Uh, Neil Tennant is obviously working for Smash Hits magazine. He has to go over to New York. Uh, to go and interview someone for the magazine, at which point he then he then got hold of the manager of this person and ended up being able to go in and go, I've got these songs. Gave him the demo. Wow. A guy liked it. Uh, bada boom, bada bing. And then they ended up signing um, a record deal and off they went. But they got the record deal before he left his job as deputy editor really? at Smash Hits. Yeah, how weird. Mad. So all those people that work with him then were obviously a few months later going, oh, he's on TV, he's in a music video. Look, it's our editor, Neil. Yeah. Um, very, very weird. Um, and then they just, they continued. They've always been friends. You know, they're not one of those mm. bands who round, fall out, and there's none of that. Um, they they were cool um, and they worked together well and they write everything as a duo um, Chris never liked being in the videos as much as Neil did Neil, Neil liked being in the videos mm. and you'll see that if you ever watch a video to any of these big yeah, tunes yeah, yeah. you know Chris Lowe keeps it on the down low um, whereas Neil Tennant's like okay let me sing to you um, <laughs> he's much more into it yeah. and they've had um, you know lots of lots of wonderful success they covered a David Bowie song um, yeah. and then when they did that David Bowie was on tour and they, they went and did a thing with David Bowie on stage wow. and, and lots of collaborations. They're the kind of artists as well that other artists like. Truth. Um, and so there has been lots of collaborations. People like them to work on stuff. And the, the as far as the fashion and the hair goes, I mean, you're flicking through photos now. I kind of remember all this stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. And they're very different. Yeah. Neil yeah. Tennant was all about the tie and the suit yeah. and the smash hits editor and that I've been to school and I'm very well educated. Chris Lowe is all about that cap and I'm a musician. Don't you know it? And I've got a leather jacket on. And, <laughs> um, so they're, they're very different. But they also went through all these different um, phases of their life. There's even one stage where Neil Tennant said, you know, at one point we tried a hip hop angle. Wow. But but in the end this particular album and I feel like that was in the early noughties they, they decided they would experiment with hip hop I'd love to have heard that and in the end they didn't they stripped back the tunes and the album that came out was an acoustic album yeah that suits them like yeah, it does. They did, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they did a whole disco range um, and they love a, you know, a, a big a big kind of iconic diva they love nothing more than a big iconic diva to, to do a tune with which is always super fun let's talk about this song because this song is a big song um, so they write it and it is the lead single from their second album released uh, 15th of June 1987 but then had a resurgence sort of a year later so you'd be forgiven if you were if you're going really 87 I'm sure it was later it kind of was as well it spent three weeks at the top of the charts in the UK at number one and then topped the charts in Austria Denmark Finland Germany Ireland Norway Portugal Spain Sweden Switzerland wow. number nine on the US Billboard Hot 100 um, oh just just huge um, it had been written in like 1980-81 and there was a demo of Bobby Orlando doing it uh, apparently but um, but anyway that this this version of Bobby Orlando doing it is is a version of the song 
What the Pet Shop Boys then eventually ended up releasing in 1987 was this massive, dramatic, all bells and whistles, full orchestra, we are going hard or going home yeah. kind of song. Um, and that was very them because they loved the drama. But then it's Neil Tennant that's bringing that to the sound. Yeah. Except that he's the one standing there in a jacket and tie. So it, it was always this dichotomy that was quite amusing. So listening to Tennant describing some of the impressions he got um, from the song and, and what happened at the time, they were writing it. A lot of the words come from his schooling. He went to St Cuthbert's High School in Newcastle-upon-Tyne. Newcastle. Very religious school. Um, and um, the first words are, at school they taught me how to be so pure in thought and word and deed, and they didn't quite succeed. While he was at school, he was made to feel that everything he thought and did was wrong. Yeah. And that's what he put into the song. Um, when the song was released, everyone went, publicity went hard on this and oh my goodness, he's so damaged by his schooling and he always felt that he was this, that and the other. And he said, it's not true at all. It took me 15 minutes to write the song and I would just happen to think about something at one point and I thought, yeah, I'm going to put this down. And he said, I also intended it as a joke. I just thought this was great. I'm going to write it down. It was drama for drama's sake. I wasn't conscientiously looking to, to sort of vent some inner pain. He said, I just thought it was quite funny, really. Um, and then, of course, the locals uh, delivered apparently a sermon on it, and um, and that and that reflected various things. And then it started having all kinds of connotations. Wow. There's lots of press around that. But but there's also a little bit written in Latin that you can hear in the yeah. back, and there's all that kind of stuff going on. Um, Interesting. But uh, they intend they wanted to make it a massive drama. They wanted it to have a dance beat. Then they wanted an orchestra on it as well. Um, and, and they wanted the whole furor of let's go massive. It is definitely there. Massive. It's an yeah. anthem. Yeah, it is an anthem, isn't it? And it's had loads of mixes. Um, True. Yeah, so big controversy, lots of mixes, an amazing music video. I watched it this morning. Um, and a number of people have covered this song. Lots of people have had a go at it because it's just such a fun song. But never do they do it as well as this. So join me for the ride of this song because we're going to turn it up loud in the studio. If you're in the car, it's a window down moment. Pump up the volume, blast everyone out on the street and enjoy this 1987 track, It's a Sin. It's the Pet Shop Boys on the Music Graves on Yellow Home. Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 5 p.m.